iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning, everybody. I'm very excited this morning. I don't know if anyone like me was up in the middle of the night to watch the sevens from Las Vegas won by USA. I've always thought that Rupeni Thothanabuka was the greatest individual attacking runner I've ever seen in the game. But now, for me, his title has been claimed by Perry Baker. And uh, if you saw it, you would have seen an amazing score where Baker was hemmed in in his own corner by three defenders. And about 1.2 seconds later, he scored at the other end. So... That was exciting for me. I know you think I'm grumpy now and again, but that was just wonderful. Uh, Even better is our panel for today. We've lopped it down to three because uh, with the the, um, talking ability and the authority of the two people uh, opposite me, to have another one in, they never would have got a word in. First panellist, Owen Slot. Since we were last together, Owen was made the Sports Journalist Association Rugby Writer of the Year which was a blow to me because I'd actually written another acceptance speech, not the seven I've already given, but it was not needed. But having said that, joking apart, I think I was one of the first to congratulate Owen, and I said from the heart it was extremely well-deserved because the rugby coverage in the Times, led by Owen, is second only to the Sunday Times. And Slotty's had a great year. Congratulations, Owen. We've just managed to get his head through the door. That's because I'm still wearing my crown. Oh, sorry. Mm. I've been broadcasting with my crown. He was carried in on the side. Thank you, Jonesy. He was carried on the side. I think the orb was overdoing it, really. (laughs) That's right. Scepter. Um, Well, as I said in my acceptance speech, it was nice of you to put it out on loan for a year. Yes, no, 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 that that was very kind of you to say so. And then how everyone chortled. Yeah, they did, they did, yeah. Except me. Mark Evans is also with us. Mark was once a gnarly old hooker with the Saracens amateur team. He's come on a bit since then, although he's still a gnarly old ex-hooker, but he has come on. Now, I said Mark was um, a very important man at the start of uh, professional rugby when everything was in the lap of the gods. He also did his best for grassroots rugby by being in the Saracens team, which lost to old Rygations in the Cup. <laughs> was, that in- was that intentional? To help the, help the boys? Uh, I'd love to say it was, but no, they thumped us that day. Okay. We he uh, he then went on to coach Saracens, and um, when the game was all in the melting pot, no one knew if it would survive. Uh, coach Saracens successfully. Also, I think, Mark, you, you because of the experience you got, you very much uh, saw it as a marketing exercise as well. Peter Deakin... Um, uh, the, the the maestro from yeah, uh, from the influence. north came in as well. So you did see it as a marketing exercise as well as trying to make the team win on the field. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose I've moved more towards that, you know, in my career. Um, some would say good good job too. Um, but yeah, look, it, it, it's um, you've got to try and make the numbers add up. Um, doesn't matter which sport you're in. 
Right, we'll come, we'll come back to all this in a minute. Now, Francois Pinard then appeared on the scene at, at Saracens, and mysteriously, when he'd been there a few years, about six great Saracens players, plus Mark Evans, had departed. So um, Mark's on record as saying uh, he's never really commented about that. It's possible we'd come to that as well. He then went on to Harlequins. He went through a relegation and a promotion. Good job for Mark that was still promotion to that, that stage. I, I keep on reminding him. Also, more than that, and this is really, really from the heart, he, he, he helped check or he drove the changing culture of the club. Uh, when he left, they had a, a new stadium, they had a burgeoning team, they had a, a, a sort of multi-social gathering, which probably hadn't happened before, and, and, and were a thriving rugby club, and are a thriving rugby club. Then became chief executive of the Melbourne Storm, no one can accuse him of not getting about. Then uh, a, a, an advisor, I think still an advisor, Mark for the Stadium for Cornwall project, yeah, yeah. which is um, anyone who doesn't back that really has got no rugby soul for a start. And um, currently uh, also, according to the press, advising a consortium in Boston about how they, Boston, Massachusetts, that is, about how they might get a team in British Rugby League. Mm. And we'll ask him afterwards, if London can't be successful in British Rugby League, well, how can Boston? Yeah. Mark Evans. Thank you very much, Steve. Six Nations, guys. Fourth series. Absolutely massive. Say England should lose. Suddenly, they're looking at having to beat Ireland at home, which is no gimme, just to avoid a complete disaster. Uh, Owen, we've given um, uh, a real chew into England in, uh, in Scotland, for better or worse. How important for a start is this game for Eddie and for the team and their momentum? I th- well, it, it, you already said it yourself. Clearly, it's huge. Uh, that I think it's I think it's very big because Eddie's made it clear that you, you don't want knee jerk reactions, and there have been a lot of us. I th- I think if you're suggesting changes to the team, people say that's a knee jerk reaction. Well, I I just reject that completely because a change to the team comes on a lot of evidence beforehand which is finally uh, throw in the Scotland game as well suggests you should do you should you should make changes I, obviously he hasn't announced his team yet and we're talking it's not until Thursday but Eddie will stick he will be loyal I'll be absolutely astonished if, he, if he's not and so at that point what he has absolutely pinned his colours to the mast to has has to be successful otherwise uh, his planning, uh, his whole philosophy is shot to pieces. Mark, uh, Slotty said there that he's going to be loyal, surely not loyal to the starting 15. I agree. I don't think he's going to change very much. It would be against everything he's ever said, done. He just doesn't tend to um, change everything on the basis of one result. And, and, and you can argue that, nor should he, um, is a number of players will be in it who aren't available. Um, I think he might just stop experimenting with one or two things. I'm not sure he'll go again with a lock at six. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that, that experiment, and I can see in theory why it should work, he just doesn't. A lot have been said about seven, obviously, we do this one to death. I mean, that's fine, but actually it doesn't... England's problem against Scotland was more about the speed of their own ball. Mm. As opposed to not being a nick too much in too many of Scotland's. I mean, they just yeah. didn't get to their and a seven. You know, they have a genuine seven. Doesn't actually fix that too much. It, it doesn't. But I, I, sometimes isn't the gamble 
lie in keeping the same team because if the, if this one plays with the paucity of imagination and pace as they did at Scotland, then he's really Eddie and the team are really in trouble. And I cannot believe two such distinguished men as those sitting opposite have, are going to settle for the complete lack of attack counter attack from the back that that team has. Jonathan Joseph was way way out of it in in in, in defence. And even though, Mark, I totally agree, the seven, you don't, you don't change your whole breakdown just by having a seven. Someone to get over the ball and slow it down surely must be, must be, must be worth a risk. Well, Mark. there aren't enough players in the team at the moment who do that, and it's not just the seven. Dan Cole used to do that a lot, and the point is he's not doing it much no. at the moment. What's happened to Marrow? He's just, I mean, I know he's the poster boy, and he's a wonderful, <coughs> wonderful player. But he used to be incredibly aggressive at the break. I didn't see him, the, not just against Scotland. I didn't see him against Wales much. Oh, and is, he, is, is Marrow having a... a he's having a blip, isn't is, he? Is he having a second season syndrome after five seasons sort of thing? I don't, I don't know to what extent, if at all, this is to do with the injury he came back from. Because oh, he, he, yeah, he had that broken yeah, yeah. jaw, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Or, or cheekbone. Yeah. cheekbone. And, he, and he came back quicker than, than people thought. But, but, but then again... If you if you're picked, then then you're, you're playing 100 percent, really, aren't you? I mean, that's mm. that's kind of the deal. Uh, he hasn't been anything like it. And also, he hasn't been that that same personality on the pitch. I mean, we all joke about how he goes around smacking her on the on the arse when they've done something. It's been good. really quiet. You, you, do, you don't quite see that. And, and and again, even though we we slightly laugh about it, he winds the opposition up with mm-hmm. his with his just relentless sort of spirit and, and physicality, and it's just. And, and the other one who's, who's, who's had been playing really, really well to what's happened to Vinopola? I, I think Mako has just taken on a massive workload over the last couple of years, and yeah. he's, he's he lost that. Tired, he? He's lost that energy, real energy. And and the other thing with with uh, with going back to Itoji, you know that stuff you're talking about where he wound people up and all that. He did that to the All Blacks in their faces with yeah, it, yeah. mouthing and everything. If you do that to Retallick and uh, Whitelock, surely you can do it to a bunch of Scots forwards. I mean, maybe you know? it's no more complicated than a post. You, 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 we've seen this you know, historically with post Lions years, people who've been very, very heavily involved in the tour come back and don't have a great six mm. nations that it's this is not an unusual phenomenon people go on about you know the sort of uh, the selection but actually i think the interesting thing about england's performances this season to date and i don't think it's anything significantly systemically wrong and they'll come back but there's there's some great players not playing that well if you actually look at how that what they're doing I, I, I thought two weeks, I said three weeks ago that the, the, this team has reached its upper limit and I really, yeah, I really, no. I really do think that. Um, the, one other thing, the Scrum Half is a, a very good article by Stuart Barnes. I knew I'd say that if I, <laughs> if I, stayed, if I stayed in the game long enough. But it, it, that, it, is, uh, actually, it, it is actually a good article. And, and what he's saying is that Danny Kerr, who's been marvellous as coming on the last 20 with his zip and, 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 and effervescence, is actually with Richard Wigglesworth... It's the wrong way round, that R- Richard can't do what Danny can do. And I think as a fan of Richard Wigglesworth, box kick and everything in, in, uh, against dodgy friends' wings in defence, I think that if, if they are going to play those two, it's got to be Wigglesworth and then Danny coming on. It's like that, 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 I agree with that, but it works both ways, doesn't it? Because in the Wales game, Kerr was, was part of the team that got them the lead and you wanted Wigglesworth, your, your, your safe man, team team manager, game manager, to come on and see it out. So it sort of worked that way as well. But on the whole, you'd want your your, your bag of tricks and speed to come on at, at the end as, as, your, as your joke card. I'm a real old school at Scrum Half. I don't quite get it. 
I know it's got really fashionable now to change your scrum half with 20 to go. Virtually everybody does it. And I know it's incredibly <coughs> demanding aerobically. Scrum half to get to ruck after ruck after ruck after ruck. If you pick Richard Woods, who I think is a wonderful player, you start him. Because he's sure as hell ain't what they... I hate the word, but he's not a finisher. Mm. You know, 20 minutes is not long enough for Richard Wigglesworth to shape a game, mm. which is what he's good at. Yeah, I think you either pick Wigglesworth or you don't put him at the 23. Mm. If you want to if you want to do the classic what people claim care is is, is good at, I, I, is you pick Robson. Yeah, he, he can do what care does if care starts... If that's what you want, I think that's a very, very good point. And that the Rob, the is, the, is the massive blind spot, isn't it? I mean, of all of all the players I've heard Eddie saying, I'm not picking so and so for this reason. He goes back to Robson. I just don't quite get it. I mean, he he hasn't probably got the greatest pass, but he can still he can still do the trick, oh, oh, and he can had, do so much more. But we've had this thing where they've only had two nines in the squad, so you can't really bring Robson in because he doesn't know what the heck's going on with the signals and all that. And, you know, he is up there with with the blind spots along with Armand and, and, and a few others. Mark, who will England be facing? There's a headline written uh, on an article written by the Rugby Writer of the Year 2017. <laughs> is, is, is that? Uh, that? Oh, right, OK. Oh, in Slotty. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Neil. It says, how, fast, <laughs> how farcical France have become a national joke. <laughs> Uh, and uh, very difficult to to argue with that. What's what's happened to them, and is there any sign from France that they're even improving, Mark? What's happened to them is that the governance of the game in France has fallen into disrepair, mm. and that hasn't happened overnight. That's happened over men over a number of decades, and the. Things, whatever they are, whatever those birds are, are coming home to roost, uh, in the sense that cockerels, possibly. Cockerels, let's hope so. Um, they they haven't got enough time together as a squad. Um, the clubs are too powerful. Um, there are far too many overseas players in the top fourteen, and the cultural weaknesses that French club rugby has always had in terms of physical preparation and dedication are still there. Now, you throw into that um, all the stuff that happened in Edinburgh and the the argument that he's, he's dropped the eight and then not picked him again this time. Yeah. I don't think France have got a prayer, actually. Even uh, at quite home. Quite a lot of that team even were playing home. club rugby this weekend. They didn't, they, they didn't have it written into the deeds of agreement in the, in the F, FFR that they have the weekend off. Also, as you said, though, in a lot of them have suffered injury by falling into cupboards <laughs> the, the edge, the, and the edge of tables, <laughs> which is very, it's very it's bad luck on the eve of an international. Yeah, for those who for those few people in the country who haven't read Owen's piece this morning, well, once, shame on you, but... <laughs> The fact is that the explanation of some of the facial injuries of the face French players after the weekend, oh. they, they had mysteriously got into a fight with a wardrobe. Bedside lamp was uh, was the fullback's injury. That, that, I totally agree with Mark. I mean, how can you in the professional era have such low fitness standards, mm. especially when it's obvious? And and look, I'm a big fan of overseas players, and I always have been. But when you pick six or eight a club, or even more, when half the players are not eligible to play for France, and when you've got about six fatsos in the front row who look about <laughs> 25 stone, I know I know I'm not uh, the, uh, the the one to talk, but just just unbelievable. But I just think that is there a chance, uh, Owen, 
in that they do have a massive pack. Now, Eddie's been talking this week about not having the size of athletes that you would like. Now, they've got Ituria, they've got the new number eight is good, they've got Slimani, they have got some big blokes, If they can, even if they can last 50 minutes. Have they got a chance with their sheer physicality, bearing in mind what Bastero did to Italy? Well, I don't want to be a nitpicker, but that Ituria is one of the guys that he dropped and hasn't picked, picked again since. So, yeah. And I thought he was magnificent in the first yeah, two games. Um, yeah, they, they always have a chance because because whatever you say, there's the amount of quality in there, it's just it's just dormant and untrained and unprepared. And and I don't, is this a cliche to say they, they can rise up? I shouldn't I shouldn't really say that. We should we should ban all that crap. But um, mm. but. They they have they still have some some excellent players in there and they have a, a a thumping great big pack as you say and as we've as we saw in Scotland if England can't control if England can't get the ball they want because their forwards can't dominate then suddenly they can look average yeah England win this I know you should be very careful about predicting but I'm I'm nope. I'm not on it now so I can do I. It's no, that's liberating. fair enough. I, 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 I was just, I was just asked to give the opposite, England, opposite yeah, reason. Right. But England, I'm, I'm with England get beaten by teams that are incredibly quick and ferocious at the breakdown and put, put some rhythm and tempo on the game. Right, the, the, the size that England find difficult is when England can't control the tempo. I don't see how this French team are going to play at anything other than a ponderous tempo, and I think it's virtually impossible to beat England playing like that. Do you think that um, all they have to do really is try and nail Bastereau before he goes too far? Mm, I, look, they've played against him. People, He's had one game against a pretty ordinary Italian team, mm. and we're talking about him if he's some kind of... Meteors has come onto the scene. He's been around for a long, long time. He's played against England many, many times. He's no different now. They've never had any real... Well, that's not quite true, but they haven't had many problems with him historically. I just don't see how they're going to get enough quick ball to get him over the game line now. Owen, your result, winners by a certain number of points. Well, certainly England to win, and I'll give them just the cushion of one score, so maybe eight points. Okay, Mark, you think... England double figures. England double figures, I think very, very tight. I'll probably go underneath all those. I think England might just sneak it, but don't quite see where all the England points are going to come from, apart from Owen's well, well, what, what, what you haven't sort of discussed is, is how England come back after their Scottish disappointment, and if yeah, there'll there'll be to what extent they're you know, scalded and, and yeah, the reaction... There'll be a reaction. Okay, well, so far we've not said a word about the potential Grand Slam winners. I understand they were available at 11 to 2 for a Grand Slam before the tournament started oh. with William Hill. Um, so come on, Aaron. <laughs> they, they are, in my opinion, they've got a level of, of power and athleticism in the pack, especially up front, which none of the other teams can, can, um, can match. Owen, oh, um, should they put France, Scotland away? And as the Scotland sort of dream revival, is it going to hit the buffers? I think Ireland will will, will see them out because they're such an efficient team, as you say. Uh, Scotland will... Uh, the Scotland and the away thing, is, as we discussed um, 
a lot after the their defeat of England is oh well, that's all very well Gregor Townsend said this oh this is all very well but let's be honest our away record is shite and it and it and it is and and they excuse me excuse me listeners um, can we say shite uh, so but but I think I think Scotland will be empowered by that the new world under Gregor Townsend I I I think that there is a feeling that they're on a roll now so I expect them to to uh, to come and put a I think that'll be an absolutely outstanding game but. I just think Ireland's nous and experience at winning these sort of games is so good. Mark, uh, are two two big Irish provinces in the quarterfinals going mm-hmm. like a bomb. Ireland also going like a bomb with with also with players out. Is this a is this some sort of uh, illusion or are they approaching the real thing? Ireland, well, they're third in the world, aren't they, mm. in the rankings, and you know, that that gives you an indication. They beat the All Blacks last year. Um. They beat England last year, so they've beaten the two sides that are ranked above them. So they're by no means a flash in the pan, and they've got more depth than they used to have. Mm. And this guy who's coming at tight end, whose name has just escaped Porter. Andrew Porter. Oh, <laughs> my word! I mean, goodness me! You thought, oh, there's a man they furlong. There's a boy they can't afford to lose. Yeah. And then this fella comes in, and he looks really very, very good. And you know, Sean O'Brien's not playing, and they've got problems in the centre in terms of availability. It's pretty impressive, and I think Joe Smith's a terrific coach. However, you know they weren't that good against France. They were, they were, they were very fortunate to win that game, and on such small margins. You know, if France had won that, the whole French conversation mm. could well have been very different. That's the thing about the Six Nations: there aren't that many games. You lose one, it's a crisis. You you win one, it's a revival. Uh, it, it, <laughs> so, I think they're a really good side. I think. Um, we'll talk about, I'm sure we'll talk about Scotland in a minute. I think in Dublin, it's very hard to back the away team, whoever they are. I wouldn't back England there at the moment. I'm not sure I'd back the All Blacks in Dublin at the moment. I think it'd be really close. Okay. I wouldn't back anyone against Ireland at the moment in Dublin. And therefore, I think, therefore, by definition, I think they'll win on... Uh, the so, sort of four stars for Mark, but not, but not five stars. Owen... Scotland really are going to have to measure up in a way that it's got to exceed even their performance against England, surely. Yeah, and that, and that's again that, that emotional side. Um, can can they reproduce that? I mean, we, we've seen so many occasions where England are going for the grandstand, or England are, are going for whatever, and the Celtic teams they summon up that great performance to stop them, don't they? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we've seen that from Scotland. So looking further down the line, when Ireland come to to Twickenham, presume probably pursuing a Grand Slam. Do England have that emotional side in them to 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 summon up the we're going to stop them whatever whatever mm. it, whatever we care about we want to stop that side I think that'd be an interesting case there but but to go back to Scotland they've summoned that up once so they they have to find a way of doing it again totally agree with you about the mental side of it because if England um, England maybe they're going for the championship but the idea that even though our season's a disaster, we can now stop Ireland winning the Grand Slam. That should be a massive, massive goal. And, mm-hmm. you know, that we're, we're a stage ahead of ourselves now, but that, that should be massive. And um, that's, that's, uh, that's Ireland-Scotland. Can I and, back about you, Scotland? Because look, think, it's my show. What's going on? I keep on just, being... Yeah, go, on. Know, go on. Balance. I, I, I think that this away thing's overdone. Hmm. Um, they're, a, they're a side who are improving and you, you, when you improve you start by winning your home games they've beaten Ireland and England and they came very very close to beating the All Blacks at Murrayfield that tells me that this isn't a, a sort of side that it just occasionally you know sort of 
pull something off. They beat Australia away in the summer. Everyone talks about their away form. They won away in Australia. Mm. It wasn't so long ago. That was a that was a significant achievement. I accept that it's less so given Australia's issues at the moment. I don't as I, said, I don't think they win on the weekend, but I don't think Scotland is a flash in the pan. I think Scott next Scotland's year is next year when the fixtures fall. They have to go to Twickenham, but they have Ireland at home. They have Wales at home. It, I think that's their year. Um, and also, the other thing I think people are not noticing, they've been doing this with a third-choice front row. Mm. If mm. you look at the number of players who are back in the Scotland squad this weekend, Alex Dunbar, by a country mile their best 12, mm. is back in the squad. Two of their props are back. Richie Gray's back. Mm. People are going on about the the the... Injuries to Wales and Ireland and England to a degree, but Scotland have got the smallest player base other than Italy. They're the country that can afford injuries least of all. And I think what they've done is incredibly impressive. And again, I don't buy the whole, oh, it's Townsend. I think Vern Cotter did a great job. And the continuity between him and Gregor Townsend, who's just added to it, has been terrific. Oh, that's fair enough. The, the legacy of Cotter. I, for me, um, uh, I know that uh, I totally agree with what you say about Scotland, but there's one thing about Ireland. They've only ever won two Grand Slams. The second one, if Gavin Henson had been cut, when Gavin Henson was running up to take the kick from easily within his range in the last kick of the match, and Stephen Jones, who was knackered, grabbed it, they only ever won one Grand Slam. And I tell you what, if the, if they beat Scotland as we all expect, Ireland next week will be in a ferment. It'll be absolutely hyster- hysterical. And that's what that's what uh, England will have to face at Twickenham. And the Cheltenham Festival as well. Cheltenham Festival as well. <laughs> Uh, that's right, there's no Banzi for a week, is there? Thank you, guys. That's Island Scotland. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wales play um, Italy on the Sunday. Well, not, not, not so much a sideshow, but certainly not as significant as the other games, except that should Wales get five points, which they should at home, they are still at, at the top, nominally in contention. Uh, Owen, um, I know you've not been following Wales that much because you're, you're um, Anglo-centric, is that the word? No, I don't mean that sounds offensive. <laughs> because you have to follow England in your job as the leading rugby writer in uh, the, the world. But um, 
Wales, in a way, may think that they've come out of it fairly reasonably so far, considering they've got, is it seven Lions still to come back? Lions check. Well, they, they got bigger back, didn't they? Mm. Um, uh, they they'll get a Falatel back next time, and they've got North back. So I mean that's that's a de- decent return. Mm. Obviously, there's, there's still a low missing. I, I think Wales will look back on their defeat in um, uh, in Dublin and just kick themselves because, uh, albeit they had players missing, etc. They, they actually they they made so many errors. Yet they got within a minute of winning the thing, or or with, with got within a, a a dicey gamble of a, a of a pass in the in the last play of the game to to snatch it. So, uh, given given the way their their Six Nations has gone and, and the and the injuries, sort of as same Mark said with Scotland. You know, you wonder what can they be like next season because they they've hung in this year and and. And it's been, you know, pretty hopeless battle against um, misfortune, really. It is funny because Warren, Warren uh, as good, when he when he goes back, is going to have this amazing record card of up in the sky and down in the toilets mm. because um, it's World Cup. They have done very well and, yeah. and been unfortunate. Six Nations, not too bad. Autumn Internationals, they couldn't yes. beat your grandmother. Nope. So yeah. it, it is, it is, it is rather bizarre, but. Um, Let's go. Ireland uh, fight predictions. Ireland, Scotland. I think Ireland will do that by about ten. I, th- I just think they're good enough to to, to stretch slightly clear. You think, yeah, about the same. Do you? Oh, I thought you might think it's closer. No. I think uh, maybe even more. Wales, Ireland, uh, Wales, Italy. Rather, I'll kick off. I think they'll get a bonus point. I think it might take him a fair time. I think they'll score four tries and win by. 19, 20 points. Just think the interesting thing about about that one is uh, Wales. We, we discussed, but uh, at what point does do the Italian team, the, the Italian players, just start shrugging their shoulders and go, "This isn't a lot of fun," you know? Mm. I mean, the, I, you watch them every year, and, and Parise just admire so much that he's out there fighting that fight. But God, I mean, how do they keep their spirits up? Mark, let's ask Mark a structural mm. question then. Um, what well, happens? They're, they're <laughs> spending a heck of a lot of time getting anything together. Conor O'Shea, you know very well. Yeah. Probably, if he can't do it, probably no one can. Uh, are we in? Are we embarrassed now by them? And are we being pushed towards promotion and relegation? Um, I think people have to recognise that Italy come off a very, very low playing base, a bit like Scotland. And culturally, rugby's not that important in the big cities. It's only in the small towns like Rovigo and Treviso who are too small to have a soccer team. Um, And it was stronger in the 80s when it it sort of... Professionalism was in Italy in terms of being paid Hmm. way before a lot of other countries. And that allowed them to also... What people don't realise, they'd got an awful lot of Argentinian players used to come and play for Italy. And they were therefore much, much stronger. Now they're trying, and I know Connor's trying way, his job is much more than just being the national coach. They are trying to build an infrastructure in terms of a base of players which will take 10 to 20 years. The the problem is they should have tried to do that right at the beginning. They they deserve their place. They used to beat Wales regularly, Mm. Scotland regularly, France France Mm. regularly, and you couldn't argue on the pitch they didn't deserve a shot. It would be madness, in my view, to now pull that away because it takes a generation of very, very high funding, which participating in the Six Nations gives you, to get that critical mass of players. They've actually almost had half their player base, which was the Argentinian half, taken away. Oh, in uh, Mark saying that um, 
you know, they, 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 they've been so slow to get this going and now it may take 10 or 20 years. Well, blimey, in 10 years' time, Parise's face is going to be like thunder. <laughs> he's not the player he was, is he? No, he's not. But he'll I mean, still, be, he'll he'll still be out there captaining him, though. Oh, he, he? He, would, he would be, yeah. He's, he'll be almost, well, sorry, he's almost bald now, but um, 10 years is a long time to wait. Well, we, we we wait and we wait, and, and and as Mark's suggesting, things could have done been done differently. But you can't, you know. That's easy to say that with hindsight. So, uh, I agree. If you if you if you if you if you pull them out, and uh, then what damage you're going to do? They might never come back. They but won't. Then, but then you get then you get back to what well, what about the other nations who deserve a chance? And, well, hold on hmm. a minute. What about the other nations? I don't quite get this. Okay. Everyone says Georgia. Here we go. Can I just remind the last time Georgia played a Six Nations team in this country? They went, wasn't it? They went to Scotland. It was Scotland and then Wales this year, but as a Welsh B team. Yeah. Mm. They got absolutely thumped. Mm. Now, well, they did pretty well against that Wales B team, didn't they? They did okay against the Wales B team. Italy, before they got into the Six Nations, were beating Five Nations teams regularly. You could make a case for Romania back in the 80s. I think the case for giving Georgia access to the Six Nations at the expense of another country is nonsense. I'm sorry, I bought a promotion relegation. I'll leave the studio. <laughs> I'm off. I'm going. Cheerio. I know I said the wrong word, Owen. No, it's not that. Owen I do was think... making a slashing sound no, across I think his... I think Georgia need miles more fixtures. That's a different issue. Do you only think that being in the Six Nations gives you a huge step towards a critical mass point? Didn't help with Italy, did it? No, it didn't. No, and I don't. And Georgia's only got three million people, and okay. it's a bigger sport in Georgia than it is in Italy. But if you're going to do it through promotion relegation, are you seriously saying that when Wales come bottom, like they do occasionally, they're going to be replaced by another country for a year? Yes, I, I think you have to. Well, you you can, you can say that, but but the other way of looking at it is is. This is a competition with with six nations, and five of them are, are often competitive, and and too many Italian games just they're just not a contest. So that's, 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 you, you can look at this from so many points. Yeah, of view. In, between 1951 and 1955, Scotland didn't win a game. Let, let's um, let's just talk about in in general before we before we go. Briefly, do we still love the Six Nations? Because well, let, let me explain why. I don't think it's anything like as good as it was, because it's 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 so uh, uh, it's in such a tiny space. The kickoff times are ludicrous. The Friday night and Sunday kickoff times are pathetic, and also uh, I don't care about the t- about the TV. Also, it is reduced totally, dramatically slashed the number of visiting fans. I could not locate any large numbers of England he's not, fans he's coming off a long run up on in, this one, in, in Murrayfield. <laughs> you, Mark, you, you, yeah. you, you, at one stage, stage you were Welsh. At one stage of your uh, career, uh, and um, <laughs> and you know what Cardiff was like when yeah, the French yeah, came. Yeah. Ten thousand. Yeah. When Graham Henry was coach of Wales, forty thousand Welshmen went to Scotland. That is all gone. That is all gone, and that is half the colour of it gone. Yes, but that. I don't think it's so much to do with the tournament itself, although I think it has a role to play. But it has something to do with a lot of other, other social changes. And I remember, you know, and we know about when I was a lad and I used to go off to Murrayfield and it was the trip that every Welsh boy wanted to go on and all the rest of it. Those days are gone and they're not coming back. And there's a whole load of reasons for why that's the case. If you start, at the end of the day, if 
for the for the Celtic nations and Italy, without that generates such a huge percentage of the revenue that is used to keep the game afloat in those territories, you really can't have it both ways. You can't say, let's go back to Saturday afternoon, three o'clock, everybody travels, and and don't. there's no trains out of Cardiff on a Friday night, which I agree, it's ridiculous. But the fact is that the viewing figures are still really high. It gives Rugby Union a platform that no other tournament gives See, it. See, James, this is and the problem. You get someone on who knows what he's talking about, about how finance and, and administration works. It's really dull, it? It's more it's than finance. Really First of, course of all, it is. Of course what do you think of finance. the Evans theory that people don't like going on the lash anymore? I, just, I haven't seen any evidence for that. Welsh people don't want to go on the lash and have a well, good French night. rugby players want to go on the lash. Well, don't French, they? Yeah, well, well, I love it. Scottish rugby fans the morning after uh, like to go on the lash. Drinking levels amongst the millennials are well down, actually. There we are. Blimey. So, uh, my three kids are millennials. <laughs> I've not noticed. Outliers. Thank you very much for listening to us. VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on, settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books, contacts, calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.